0: So how do you feel being invited to try and solve a case where there's no clear evidence of who's right and who's wrong, but everyone's looking at you to figure it out for them and come up with a verdict and who should win? Back in the Stuck Series.
1: Welcome to the Leading Edge in Emotionally Focused Therapy with your hosts, Dr. James Hawkins and Dr. Ryan Reyna. EFT is a dynamic model that humbles even the most seasoned therapists. Together, we want to come alongside you as you continually push the leading edge of your understanding and application of this wonderful model developed by Dr. Sue Johnson.
2: All right. Hey, before we jump in today, we would love to uh, send out an invitation to you. Everyone listening today, we have an event coming up. Very quickly, November 9th and 10th. It's the first in-person uh, leading edge in EFT training. Uh, this one's going to be really managing different levels of emotional reactivity. Um, we're going to, beyond core skills, or be, so this is for people who are uh, already seasoned, lots of training. This is going to be an advanced EFT training, and uh, we'd love to have you. November 9th and 10th in Dallas, you can register with NorthTexasEFT.com. And we'd love to see you there. This, our goal is to make this the most practical training you've ever attended. Lots of demos, lots of role plays. Um, if this doesn't impact your work, then we've really failed. So we're, gonna, we're not going to fail. So we'd love to see you in Dallas.
0: All right, Ryan. So we're back in the Stuck series. We've had some good ones, man. I really have appreciated them whether it's with blame or the burnt out pursuer, you know, we've covered those in small ways, but we never probably dedicated episodes to specifically to those topics. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't checked them out, please check them out. They're part of our stuck series today. The topic though, as you could probably hear in the teaser, what about content? And so the way I want to give a story to kind of lead us in Ryan was here. uh, He was at this case uh, with me on this one. we were with George in Connecticut and we were seeing a couple and as I was getting the case, uh, I was doing the consult, and as I was getting the information from the therapist, here's what I, I was like: So, what is the couple? What are their goals? What are they? What are they? What are they? Where do they get stuck at? And here's where it was: jealousy. <laughs> and you know, without going to, to I want to get too specific details, but and it was jealousy. Like there was no betrayal, no infidelity. The the, the 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 female partner would just be jealous of anyone that she felt like was beautiful or a friend even of the family of her male partner. And what they kept getting the counselor stuck in was trying to solve whose viewpoint on jealousy and how to solve jealousy Mm -hmm. was right. Mm -hmm. That made my gut drop (laughs) because she already pulled, there's no affair. And I'm like, there's no way to solve this. And even she knew it. And she said it to me. She's like, there's no solution to this because even if he comes over to my perspective on this, I'm afraid he's going to be bitter and resent me for it. But also, I feel alone when he doesn't see my perspective and just tries to get me to see his. There was no way I could solve that content, Ryan. I maybe I'm just not a good enough therapist. So maybe Ryan, you can help me know how to solve that <laughs> content
2: today so I won't get stuck. Yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to solve it. There you go. You can't get caught you can't you can't get stuck in that role. And it's so hard to do, guys. So um, if you find yourself out getting stuck a lot don't feel too bad i've done it before everybody's done it before but the the power of that cycle tries to get tries to make you lose your process tries to make you a mediator tries to have you helping them make a decision you're out of your role you really you're really lost when that happens so that's going to happen sometimes the question is how long does it take you to realize you've lost your role mmm because you can reset. Remember, your clients don't know what we're supposed to talk about. They have no idea whether you're doing good work or bad work. Mm-hmm. They'll know in 16 weeks mm-hmm. whether their relationship's better or not.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's to me, that's a really important question. How long does it take for you to realize when you've lost your process role? So that's one for sure. So don't get caught stuck trying to solve it is the main thing. So I got three Ps when it comes to content. All right. Yeah. Number one, what we mean by content. Is preoccupation by one or both part partners. That is, content is where attachment distance plays out. It's kind of like saying a story. We're going to do a separate stuck episode on stories. Uh, there is a lot of overlap, but content is just a more focused form of story, a more stuck form of story. So. But this is when one or both partners preoccupy on one specific area, and it could be any number of things. I've seen people preoccupy certainly over money, over budget, over uh, holiday plans, where we're going to spend time for for Christmas or Thanksgiving. I've seen people get completely preoccupied over whether we're going to take vacations. And it's just stunning how strong it is. And it's so strong because of the attachment forces driving it, but it, it's just really tempting for us as therapists to try to. They can convince you if we could just if we could just mediate this one issue, we'd be so good together. And I just want to warn you, not true. Don't fall for it. We've got to get into the structures that are sort of below or producing this preoccupation. So preoccupation is the first P. I do want to say. Pursuers are more vulnerable to this than withdrawers. Pursuers are so externally focused. Pursuers can kind of fixate on their partner, and then they can fixate on content a little more often than withdrawers. It's one way to know who's who is the person who cannot stop talking about the content usually is your critical pursuer. And the third one is the key is you've got to stay in your process role. This is where, you know um, – like a, a previous episode, trusting uh, episode 14, trusting the process. This is when it's most key and hanging in your role. And then, you know, in that situation with you, the jealousy thing, how does this resolve? It resolves when those two can have an attuned conversation, when they can find each other's real vulnerable pain and respond with comfort. That's, that's the we know the final answer. But it's just like algebra. Knowing the final answer doesn't do you much good. It's the process to get there that has the value. So we have to find a way to stay processed and not get caught trying to solve content.
0: 100%. And
2: what was that second P again, Ryan? Sorry. Yeah, the first one was preoccup- preoccupation on it. Uh-huh. Number two was pursuers uh, okay. are more likely to get stuck with content. And then the big one, number three, is you've got to stay at the process level. Don't break across the lines and become a life coach.
0: Yeah, man. Thank not,
2: you for those. And I don't mean to knock life coaches. I'm just saying that 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 top-down sort of solution-providing role is not a good fit for distressed relationships.
0: That's good. I like that clarification. And also I want to join on that second P with the pursuers. And they don't realize what can happen to bring the withdrawers into this one in a way is when the pursuer interjects content what they've not talked about as their heart. And so then when they start talking content, it then invites the withdrawers to then talk about content. And particularly if the way you report the content, thinking maybe some like kind of intellectual withdrawers or whatever, when you interject content and it maybe is not lining up with their experience of, not say experience, like a data point on the content, then the withdrawer comes in and rebuts the content, which then still lands for the pursuer like a rejection. So it's almost like if I talk to you about content, then I'm inviting a content response, which is probably not what the pursuer wants. That's right. So they don't even realize that sometimes the thing I'm inviting you and in talking about is also can still, even if you talk to me about the content, it still lands like a miss. Anyway, right. um, Yeah, so I know I don't want to go get practical too much on that, but I do appreciate like that can just be a huge stuck spot. If you're trying to do content, and I want to be careful. We don't want to insult our clients. Our clients are usually are you know, pretty capable people in some ways. If it was a simple solution, they probably would have done it already. Um.
2: Uh, uh, and so, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to talk about. Is is your meta comments? So we're definitely not saying just ignore the content. Nope. That'll, that'll put you too far out of attunement. That's right. So we want to stay out of both sides of the ditches. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ignore content. I just don't want to get try, get stuck trying to solve it. Mm-hmm. Because even if I'm the the Wizard of Oz, and I can solve the content, what I've not done is change the culture of their relationship. They're not actually having a different level of conversation. So, therefore, they're best case scenario, I solve content X, and next week it'll be content Y, right? So we don't want to do that. So these meta comments are really, really key hmm. to just stop and say, "Hang on a minute." And this, and this gets worse, by the way. The more success you have in a community, if people find out that you're a certified or a supervisor, or a lot of people think you're the best, this gets way worse because they actually think you are the wizard of us. And so before long they can start to get angry with you because there's a sense that you're withholding with them or playing a game with them. So I just call time out and I'm like, "Hang on a minute, guys. I promise you, if I had an answer here, I would have already given it to you. I'm not withholding for you. There are answers here, but the answers are going to be process answers." So I just need you to so it's it's a meta conversation redefining the role that you're in let's get more practical after this break.
0: Do you believe in the mission of this podcast for you, for your colleagues, and for your clients? If you do, we'd like to invite you to invest with us.
2: Yeah, nothing happens without investment. Mm -hmm. I believe in the things that we're talking about make a difference in people's lives, like real lives that affect generations. So we'd love it if you'd invest with us. For sure, if you're uh, having difficulties financially, please do not give. If you serve a very underserved population, do not give. But if, if the ideas from this podcast you use professionally, we'd love to invite you to invest with us to keep this thing going.
0: And sorry, there's a little bit of an error in that commercial. We left something off. We have a new Venmo handle. It's at left podcast, the at sign, L-E-F-T, podcast is how you can support us and thank you for all of you that have it really has helped us do some upgrades and different things to help keep this mission going so thank you
2: all right so we'll jump back in here we're talking about staying in your process role and um i think we there needs to be a a a set of processes where we try to work with the content once again staying out of the ditches don't want to ignore the content. Don't want to get stuck trying to solve it. Mm-hmm. But in the middle, trying to find our footing there when there's such intensity and such preoccupation can be difficult. So it's important that we honor, reflect, and match multiple times. I hear you. How we spend our budget has, has – here's three important things that it does. This matters because of this. Here's the good reasons you have. And over this side, here's the good reasons you have. So we're trying to make sure we match and summarize. And that has the effect of lowering the pressure. Because if I am preoccupied on a content area and my therapist skips past it too quickly, what that tells me to do is to speak stronger about it, Yep. which is not what we want to do. That would be a great way to do harm to someone, mm-hmm. which is our, a basic of ethics right there. And can I bring in the yeah, Allison
0: Lee quote here where she would say, like, you know, we might have made a mistake – And, you know, while we don't want to get stuck in content, there can be emotion inside of the content. There always is. And so we want to go in and grab out of the emotion. And here's why we're going to grab the emotion in it, because this is the way I've combined. I don't know if you've heard it. I combined a definition of you and George and emotion. Emotion is just information in the body trying to put out a signal to get an attuned response. So we need to go into the content. We need to assume this is that humanistic kind of attachment frame. They keep telling us the content because there's something that keeps drawing their eye there. Yep. And the way I use content, Ryan, it's it's not a specific vivid somatic trigger, but I'll pull it and use it as a as a uh, vague trigger to go and get more specific. Mm-hmm. You keep telling me this story because what is it you need me, like even as you tell me this story, where is it that kind of gets distressed? Like where is it, you know, that you get stuck for you two?
2: So. I love that. That's, that's brilliant, James, right mm. there. Did you catch that, everybody? So you don't want to get stuck trying to solve the content, but you can use the content Mm -hmm. because in the content are massive triggers. We need to go get them Mm -hmm. because that's what will trigger an assembly. That's right. Which gives us a chance to get into the actual attachment moves as opposed to what the content is. Content is nothing more than um, it's a safer way to ask for connection. Uh. I say safer, meaning it, it will feel safer. Yeah, it's it's an avoidant way to seek connection, is what it is. I like that. Which is kind of sad if you think about it. That's a good way to even say it
0: to clients. Even say like, "Hey, I hear I hear this. You just this is your way of trying to tell me that there's something important
2: here. There's something that you need that you're hoping that will change. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Notice James's voice as he pitches up like that. And he's a pro. That's why that's why he's good. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not trying to bypass this. Not Mm -hmm. trying to ignore it. Also not trying to say, okay, well, let's talk about how we could fix this. Because I have done that one. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, So we want to spend time honoring, reflecting, sort of unpacking. Um, I even want to use conjecture about what the attachment function is. If we could make a decision on budget, we wouldn't suffer. We could just have more peace. We could be okay. We wouldn't have to worry. And if you can do that, you can kind of start to unload the gun which can get us to the more real conversation. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it does, too. I'm
0: getting you to talk about your relationship because that's what really, this content matters because it's having an impact with your partner, whether it's something that you need them to see, but they just don't seem like they can see it, or it's something that you need to change, but they're not seem like they're coming alongside you to change this thing. Mm -hmm. And we've got it. that's where we are the interpreters in a way. I sometimes say my job is to be an attachment interpreter when they can't say it. I kind of say, let me make sure, let me try this on with you for a second. Like, as you tell this story and I put myself in your story, what I kind of hear you saying is, in this area of jealousy, it's kind of hard for me because I get it, like, if you can't see where I'm afraid or if you can't see this threat with me, then how are we going to ever be able to make it? Is that what you kind of keep, as you keep going to this, is that kind of some of
2: the message I'm hearing here?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I really
2: appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so just going back to Allison Lee's comment, James was uh, – I think we've said this on here before, but she, he's talking about the 2017 trainer retreat. And we're sitting in a really big room, and Allison's up front. She doesn't say very much, even though she's brilliant. I wish she would say more. And she stood up and the whole room to go silent, <laughs> like EF Hutton back in the 80s. And she just says, yes, I think we may have over, overdone this a little you know, uh, we've gotten rid of so much content, you also get rid of other important things. So the point of this episode is utilization, really. How can I utilize the content to give me a piece of work Mm -hmm. where I can actually do attachment-oriented kind of EFT therapy as opposed to, again, trying to mediate and solve conflict? So your summaries are really key. Your match summaries are really key. I've got to unload the body. I've got their body, I've got to help their body see my body, recognize, hey, this is a big deal. And then I, I think you can continue to conjecture attachment reasons for why it's a big deal, There's that, yeah. which, which is really a great bridge because I'm matching with you enough to where you can say, okay, he gets it, my therapist gets it. But I'm also inferring that there are attachment reasons here which takes us to where we want to go. Yep, which
0: is also kind of stretching, right? That's a part of their story. Like kind of what happens for our clients, I think I've heard you kind of say this, Ryan, is they become so hyper-fixated and focused on this thing that they can't see the other bigger relational processes. So we need to invite them to look at that. And I like how we're getting clear here with honor, reflect, match, and conject.
2: Um, I know I had one more here, and I almost – I just lost it there. Well, I was just going to say – At these points, let me say this. I'm trying to make sense of preoccupation, right? It's like there's distance between us. I can't figure out how to close this gap. Everything I do makes it worse. It makes such good sense that my body, even without me meaning to, especially pursuer bodies, go pick an area of content outside of their awareness and preoccupy and fixate on that. So my mind goes back to – I even saw this yesterday on Facebook somewhere – about John Gottman's teachings on conflict resolution. You could also say content resolution. You know, in long-term relationships, at least 68% of conflict never gets solved. And the good news is it's not necessary. And couples who are stuck in content don't, don't know that. And maybe that is a 30-second piece of psyched that you can, you can find to be helpful. But that can also be uh, misattuned as well to where they are. But it's important on our side of the aisle, on our you know behind the curtain, so to speak, in the therapist's mind, to recognize that that resolution is not the same as connection. Mm. So, the solution to a content problem can look like different things for different couples. A lot of relationships, there has Mm. to be an agree to disagree sort of thing, and when it's attuned, it's no problem. When I know you have my back, when I know that you're with me. When, when I know that you'll show up for me in pain, then I have this flexibility, and all of a sudden, you can like red, and I can like blue, and no one takes it personal. Mm-hmm. But you rewind that backwards. If I don't know that you're going to show up for me in pain, if I don't know that you have my back, if we're misattuned, now you liking red and me liking blue is a major threat. Mm-hmm. So that's what we have to learn to see, is there's attachment misses, and attachment gaps and blocks that create the content fixation. That's right. So we've got to catch the content. That's right. we got to utilize the content. That's right. We have to move this towards into the assembly. Mm-hmm. So, when, so right back to, uh, if you're on this podcast a lot, episode 43, there's a failed repair attempt, folks. And, and that's the problem with content. So what cycle comes forward around this topic? Like that is still sort of moving us from the content, utilizing but moving from it towards the attachment moves. What are the failed repair attempt conversations? What are the triggers in that? What are the deadly attachment meanings? What's the pain that's not that doesn't get talked about or responded to? And what are those action tendencies and how does protection continue to cycle? That is what is underneath content.
0: Yep. And that's what that couple taught me that day. Because even as we were there and we finally were able to do some work, it, it exactly that's what how their message landed. It was, and if we keep staying so opposed to each other on this content, they didn't say content, but if we're so opposed to each other on this point, then what is that going to mean for our relationship? And what she was sharing was, even though she wasn't talking about it, it was, I'm afraid we're going to be perpetually disconnected here. And then what she wasn't inviting, she kept inviting him into content so then he would rebut the content. But then what she didn't talk about, what we finally found was, but there's still, and even she caught it, but there's still this fear that lives inside my head. And we had to slow down. And I said, hey, what would it be like? Can you take me to what it's like for you? So now we get dropped from the content to a felt experience. And she's crying when she says this. What's it like inside your head? Have you invited your partner to what it's like there? Can we do that right now? Can we stay here and help your partner come connect with you there in your head? And you say, well, James, but the jealousy is still out there. That's right. You're right. It is. It surely is. But here's the point. What I hope that she gets to learn that day is when I get afraid, I can talk to my partner about it and I don't have to be alone with my fear and I can actually talk to him about my fear, even if it is still fear of, will you leave me? Am I beautiful enough? Do you want other people besides me? Can she make that known and invite him? And then he gets a chance to succeed, not in trying to solve content. He gets to then offer her reassurance. No, I do love you. No, I'm not going anywhere else. I'm here with you. When then her body gets to say, okay, I'm good for now. But it might come back up in a year, three months. I don't mm. know. But does she have enough reps in her belt say, But it's okay, I can do it. Then maybe her body says, Her body says, He's proven it. Right. When the fear comes up, he is there for me and he's not and he loves
2: me even in my fear. Right. Anyway. But you can even hear in your voice as you describe these secure conversations, as there's that attuned responsiveness, the comfort sets in. The first thing that happens is that flexibility comes forward, and so content is the is the perfect manifestation of insecurity. Mm. It's rigidity, and what it's saying is, "I'm not secure with you," and so that's where it's. But that's much more vulnerable to even say, than to let's talk about the budget or let's talk about what was your content? Jealousy. Jealousy. There you go. Yep. So the solution would be just to continue to wrap to walk around this circle. Would be them to have an attuned conversation yeah. that ends with comfort about the jealousy. Yeah. So we're not ignoring the jealousy, but we're also not getting stuck trying to decide whose story's true or whose story's reasonable, whose fault this is. Like that is a big old trap. One hundred percent. And just like when we started, if you find yourself trapped, you know, taking a taking a shame bath doesn't do you any good. Yeah. The the question I think of how much of of, of how mature professional you are. Is how quickly you can realize when, like, uh uh-oh, I lost my process. You can literally call time out and say, hang on a minute. Something that was said early is really important. And reset yourself right back into your role. That's exactly what happened to me in that case. I got lost, and I
0: felt it inside my body. And I had to tell her, I said, hey, I am so sorry. I got lost. And I just grabbed the last emotional handle that she gave me, and it was, inside her head. I said, I'm sorry, I lost you. So can I go back to the last place we were? What's it like inside your head? And boom, the case shifted right back.
2: Nice. So you went you 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 got a little bit of lost roll there for a minute. Yep. And then when you went back it went right ahead. What what creates those gaps for us? I don't know what I don't have an answer in mind. I just want to have an well, open conversation. My honest th-
0: self of the therapist yeah. and I knew you and George were watching and
2: I'm like <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. And it was just like and she was so flat, but it th- th- goes to it. I didn't go, I probably didn't do a really like, I like Allison Lee's quote. I wasn't really extrapolating the emotion inside her content out. Mm-hmm. And even as she was in her head, I found myself in my head. And then I felt, fo- I noticed like James, you're nothing's happening inside your body. You don't got it. Oh,
2: nice. So then I had to go backtrack to go find what I was missing. So listen to what James said right there. When he wasn't feeling it, you're off. Yeah. Right. Your body should be. Your body should be being compelled here. Yeah. So it's a good thing, you know. Sometimes when you feel bored or just like this is just annoying, that's indicators for you that you're off. Yeah. And not that you're a bad therapist, it's just like the moment is sort of misattuned a little bit there. Yeah. Because nice. what's going in my head is,
0: this lady wouldn't keep talking about that. She's intelligent and she's smart. She wouldn't mm-hmm. keep talking about this if there was no fear or something there for. Her, and I mm-hmm. don't got it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And I'm not gonna get stuck in
2: talking about the same right. thing over and over right. again. That's what I wanted to talk about though when you were off, mm-hmm. you know you're you're a well-trained therapist then too, mm-hmm. and we all do this. so I was just trying to be curious for a moment mm-hmm. kind of as we wrap up here what how do we get lost in content? what what happens to a well-trained therapist? What is it about the 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 content situations?
0: I felt myself in that dead end where it's like I thought I started like there's no solution. I got lost a little bit of my eye went towards solution a little bit. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, no, no, there's nothing here. And then, and even as she's, as I'm not, I'm not pulling them in from, I'm not pulling the emotion out. Then I'm lost. I'm just sitting here being philosophical now, and that just felt bad for mm-hmm. me, like just to be in that philosophical place in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just got in my head, looked at solution a little bit. Took, it's like almost like a receiver mm-hmm. that's like, oh, I'm about to go score a touchdown. But mm-hmm. you take your eye off the ball and start looking at the end mm-hmm. zone, then you drop it. Mm-hmm. That's what it kind of felt like happened to okay. me. Okay.
2: I was just thinking sometimes it can be an empathy problem, mm. meaning you got too much of it.
0: Oh, yeah. I think that's going to come up <laughs> right? on our stuck in story episode. Yeah, yeah.
2: But I mean, if you're really putting yourself in their shoes or one of their shoes, oh, and you start to think, oh, that's unreasonable or that's not fair or that's not normal, mm. right? I mean, we're like, like Brene Brown says, we, we talk about not liking judgment, but we're so good at it, right? <laughs> I mean, it's our culture. Every time you turn on TV, You know, I watched a True Crime thing last night. You know, I'm talking to uh, my son, and I go, I think it's this. I think he did it. You think he did it? Did you watch his eyes right there? Right? We've seen so many episodes of CSI. And just for some reason, whether it's our own experience or something, you hear one of these content stories, and your brain starts to track it, which can be an application of empathy. But next thing you know, you're upside down and you've lost your process role. So I do Mm. think it's something that can happen to anybody anytime. So for the fourth time, I'll say, how long does it take you to realize when you're chasing a solution as opposed to staying with process? That's an important question. And last thing for me, you know, when George was first training me, maybe mm, 12 or so, 2012, we were, I would get him lives from our community for, for trainings. And, um, you know, he would just say, can you get me more escalation? Right, because people that would show up, and this is typical. People think that it's EFT trainers cheat, and we only get easy couples. It's not true. Most of the time, I don't even know who's coming in, but when people do come in, they tend to be on their best behavior for at least a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And and so what's funny is that, and so the the crowd's always like, "Oh, my couples are way harder than that." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, George would say I prefer more escalation." Because when people are being nice, I don't have much to work with, and so if there's escalation, you have emotion right there in front of you. You have a bunch of attachment messages. Like there's a lot to work with right there, and the same thing applies to content. So can you make a space in your head, listeners, to go to start to love couples who are preoccupied on content? Because if they're preoccupied on content, they care deeply. Yeah, we. They go. have a lot of emotional reactivity. They're trying to work out the very things that we need to be effective. So part of it is making a space in our mind to appreciate this because it's something to work with while not getting stuck trying to chase solutions or ignoring it. And you could just say that to them so explicitly.
0: What Ryan, all that, what Ryan just said was great. He loaded you with all the, like. you keep t- pointing me to this and you're doing it because you care so much there's something important here, and you're like the watchman on the wall, making sure that everyone sees a possible threat that could destroy the village. So thank right. you so much for getting my attention here. Yeah. But at the same time, if I just keep trying to track that out and follow it, and this is I saw George do this one with a couple in a live, we know where that's going to lead us, don't we? So I want to help you two do this differently because I really don't trust that that old process is going to get you to where you really want to go. So can we try and do this differently for a moment? That's a little bit more direct way in a sense. Like I'm like, whoa, George is being pretty bold today. Mm-hmm. But you know what his couple did when I watched them? It's not what they said. They smiled at him like, you're right. You're right, okay, mm-hmm. okay. We'll try out what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And and they smiled because he really was like, you're right. This is going to lead us to the same place. We're doing the same thing that's, that we are asking you to help us with. Okay, here's your shot. And they gave him a shot to do it different. And they were able to kind of have a little success outside the content more in the process. Right. right. So anyway.
2: Well, but even think about your case right there with jealousy. I mean, and and I want to be clear, you can't lead with this. Just like solving an algebra problem, you got to show your work. But in the back of my mind, for someone who's preoccupied with jealousy, Mm -hmm. that's some pretty big attachment longings. That's right. I mean, that person matters a ton to her. That's right. Otherwise, why would you care? Exactly. And, you know, we even go out into the, you know, I used to work in psychiatric facilities. And when you study psychosis, paranoid delusions, that's one of the main manifestations of psychosis, right? Mm. But i just say that to say um, attachment stuff can, can put you on the edge of being crazy, so to speak. And I'm not being literal with that. But like her even seeing jealousy everywhere, even in the own family, while that may be seen, you can judge that really easily. Or you can go, man— this person, her partner much, must matter so much to her. And gosh, her inner world must be so mm. scary. So how do I find a way to use the content enough to get her to come with me, to that's get her to good. be a little curious, that's good. and then move towards what, what those things that will come forward in an assembly?
0: Wow. Well, y'all, we hope that this really did help you um, in that stuck spot when there's content that's keep coming in. I want to reload some of these very practical things that we said. First, go towards it with some honoring and validating. Reflect any kind of emotional handle, bodily experience that's loaded inside of that content. Match the energy as you're doing it. You can go up and like if they're in an anxious kind of place and then begin to like, "Ah, that's my way. Then walk them down emotionally, even with my pace and my tone. And then I'm thinking about George here. And then once you do, if if that grabs them enough and pulls them down, hit the gas pedal. Go lean into that and be with an evocative question. And, like, even right now, as I see you sit here and you keep telling me this, I see you take that deep breath. So, as we talk about this, what does this bring up for you? And just really, and then lean, hit the gas pedal on the emotional experience. So, thank you all so much. Appreciate you.
1: Thank you for listening. We hope this experience helps you push the leading edge in your work to help people connect with themselves and with each other. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review. You can contact us at pushtheleadingedge at gmail.com and you can follow us on our Facebook page at Push the Leading Edge. You can follow Ryan on Facebook at Ryan Rayna Professional Training and on his website, ryanraynatraining.com. You can follow James on Facebook and Instagram at DocHawkLPC. You can also check out his website, DocHawkLPC.com.